Welcome to the Most Excellent 80s Movies podcast on the Most Excellent Podcast Network. It's the podcast where a filmmaker and a comedian strike out to prove that those among us with the most possible advantages and privilege aren't always the bullies, and sometimes it's the scrappy, hardworking kids from Culver City that are really the bad guys. And of course, it's always a good idea to look back on our favorite movies of the 80s with 2018 eyes. Or to put it more simply, it's the podcast where a filmmaker and comedian settle in because it's cookie time, it's cookie time, it's cookie time. This is episode 19, True Beverly Hills, a movie selection from 1989. Phyllis Neffler's life was a symphony of spending. This one, out. I'll take the rest. I started my new meaningful life today, and I bought a whole new meaningful wardrobe in the window. Until her husband stopped the music. You never give me an ounce of credit for anything I do. That's because you never do anything! Well, then I guess I'm going to do something right now. Approve! Mom's going to be our new troop leader. Who are you? Uh, Phyllis Neffler, Troop Beverly Hills. Now, she's changing her style. Well, girls, are you ready to rough it? From Rodeo Drive. I can't let you take the girls out there alone. Why not? Because you get lost in your walk-in closet. The cookie drives. That jamboree thing sounds fabulous. Mm. My trip is definitely going. What is a jamboree? From room service. Is this what you call roughing it? One bathroom for nine people? Yes. To public service. Say I am here to demonstrate for you CPR. Lie down and open your mouth. Last time I did this, I got more than a patch for it. And from high society... Do you like people to call you dictator or just dick? To high adventure. I'm sure it's very nice to know how to live in the forest and eat bark. You can prance these little princesses through Beverly Hills all you want. But you will never really be a real wilderness girl. We'll be fine. We're through Beverly Hills. Shelley Long. What an adventure. Isn't nature fabulous, girls? Troop Beverly Hills. She's not a babe in the woods. Can we just quit now? Not until we sing Kumbaya. I am comedian Chrissy Lenz, director of <laughs> the National Comedy Theater. And that's the TARDIS. Hey. Oh, sorry. I was just coming in from space and time. Hi, I'm Nathan Blackwell, filmmaker. Oh, my goodness. Everything's going great today. Yes. We're really on top of things today. So what is your... Uh, you have a history of with having Troop, seen so, Troop Beverly Hills. So what's your... No, let's bring up your history. What is your history with Troop Beverly Hills? Because you suggested this one. I did, yes. I love this movie. Um, I watch this movie all the time as a kid. I was Girl Scout. My mom was our troop leader in the early 90s. So uh, this movie has always reminded me of my mom. Shelley Long has always mm. reminded me of my mom. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So this movie just kind of makes me think of her, not because she's exactly like the <laughs> Shelley Long character, but because like she definitely wanted to be, you know, on the fancier side of the fence as mm -hmm. those things were concerned and absolutely had that hair 100% <laughs> <laughs> through the late 2000s. So, uh, yes, this is a very dear movie to me in my heart. So I had never seen this movie. No. This is your first time? <laughs> it was my first time. So are, are you've never seen that uh, double feature has become a trilogy? <laughs> Inadvertently. Yes. Uh, yeah, it seems so. So, yeah. No, I knew, I knew about it, mm -hmm. you know. And it was, again, it was like 
on the cycle of those HBO movies. There was like a brief period where I must have just stayed at my grandpa's house for like one or two summers because he was the only one who had HBO. So anytime we saw like, you know, um, like in the late 80s, there was like, I remember seeing like Three Amigos and Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And then this was one of them. And then, of course, HBO stands for Hey, Beastmasters on. <laughs> um, and so this was one of those. I definitely knew about it. Mm-hmm. But um, in the last, I guess, 30 years, 29 years, it just didn't pe- cross my path much since. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I can definitely uh, see this also, especially in the late 80s as being a movie that boys wouldn't particularly be interested mm-hmm. in because yeah. it's about girls. Yeah, as soon as soon as I was watching this, I thought that this would be a good double feature with Mannequin. Like and maybe maybe just part of that was um the animated intro that they both I share. I love the animated intro. Yeah, so this one I got a immediately see that it was done by the Ren and Stimpy creator. It was. That's absolutely yeah. correct. Yes. I just love eighties movies that have animated <laughs> yeah, intros. Right. I can't get enough of it. Yeah. So so if you're looking for a double feature, I like Mannequin and Troop Beverly Hills. They're definitely different, but they're definitely in the same kind of girl positive, almost like Cindy Lapper girls wanna have fun kind of thing to where it's and then there's definitely like a very strong quirky fashion fun to them yes. as well not Which, not we, and not just like oh they're wearing great about. things but they're oh they're shopping and or making clothes and that's in a, a part of the fun it's about the clothes yeah but it's very it's 80s yeah. girl positive in the in the fact that it's very narrow in the focus of like you said fashion Cartier, let's mm-hmm. go shopping. Those are our skills. We can't be outdoorsy. We're going to break our nails. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's the brand. Of, not that there's anything wrong with that brand of girly, but that's the brand of girly. And there there yeah. isn't yeah, even yeah. This, this isn't like you can you can do what the men do in their world. This isn't like you can be an astronaut mm-hmm. or whatever. This is like let's have a sleepover and let's have fun. Let's yeah. let's all the friends hang out, but let's go shopping. Let's have a spa day it's more that kind of thing and i love everything that shelly long wears in this movie mm-hmm. each outfit that came up i was like oh no that's my favorite outfit and then the next outfit would come and i'd be like how, how could i have been so wrong uh-huh. that's my favorite outfit she's like gardening in this like zebra frock that's both pants and skirt um yeah there, so there was wonderful. one outfit like when she was like talking to all the parents in in her living room and there's like a fireplace behind her and she's almost got look looks like half of the top half on the left it's like all these horns mm-hmm. it's coming like a out bird. it's yeah. like a flame bird it's mockingjay basically yeah, it's like it's like that looks like some weird like video game extra costume that you get by unlocking some special achievement <laughs> it was it's like literally the yeah. origin story of of all the uh, looks from the uh, from jennifer lawrence's Mockingjay. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. The 80s versions of the... Yeah. yeah. So so this movie, if I had to like quickly describe like what is it like, it's mm-hmm. it's like the young girl, Girl Scout version of Revenge of the Nerds or Meatballs or basically like the nerds versus the jocks, you know? Yeah. Except, yeah, I definitely see that point, but I... Because it's basically like our group 
of misfits, mm-hmm. and they just happen to be rich misfits, but they're misfits. Super rich, yes. Super rich. And then... Super the, rich 80s Beverly right. Hills. But it, it's one team versus another, and it's like, oh, we've got to get those people. You know, it's like, you know, it's like... um. You know, the other side of the lake, this team. Yeah. And then there's like a basically like the sports event at the end that right. basically flips it, flips it for like, you know, the, the underdogs basically win the day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because this was directed by the director of Revenge of the Nerds. So they must have seen. Oh, was it? Yeah, they must have seen like, oh, this is his wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. This is what he does. This is what he does, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it is... Which is a very 80s thing. Like, it is. Yeah. But it, I think it's unusual to, you know, we kind of talked about how in the 80s, like, this I, this preppy, very, ri- the idea yeah, it was, was always underdog. It was always underdogs versus preps. Pre- and preppies. here the preppies are, the, because they're the girls... They flipped it. Yeah. They're, they're incapable. They can't do anything. They don't know how to accomplish anything except order room service. Right. Um, and so their enemies are the group of girls from Culver City <laughs> who are, are, like, take it very seriously right. and, are, and are very, well, like, yeah. soldierly. Their boss is very, like, militaristic and soldiery, and they're mm-hmm. not about – they're more about winning rather than fun and friendship. Right. And she did, and the main villain, Verda, is always well, telling her own daughter not to call her mom. Uh-huh. Ixnay on the mom business. It's like – that's not what we're here for. But uh, like, it's like the classic moment that you get in every single one of these movies mm-hmm. is, um, I wrote it down this line, what is that noise? And then suddenly our, our team comes in. So it's always kind of like the, uh, the, the bad guys, they've got their control. It's mm-hmm. like, no, no, this is how our camp is run. This is how our, our you know girl scout thing is run and suddenly they hear something and they're like what is that noise and then like a a van of our heroes or in this case like a limo of our heroes shows up and then it's like wait i thought you were out of the competition and then it then begins like the the 25 minutes of like the the final sports showdown Mm -hmm. there's so much stuff about this movie though that I love that's super 80s like all of the d- business of the divorce between Shelley Long and mm-hmm. Craig T. Nelson and then all the like um... and Craig T. Nelson is such a dick like there's <laughs> nothing remotely redeemable about him or his character like he's Neffler the muffler man and it never occurred to me when I was a kid but as an adult I was like wait how is he a Beverly Hills begillionaire if he fixes mufflers well, he doesn't fix them. It's his company that does. And so there could be, like, a whole chain of them. Aww. You know? he could Aww. Honestly, like, he could, I mean, he could have, like, 20 of these, you know. Maybe. She does say that she coupon clipped his way through law school. So I was curious about his finances and business dealings. Um, but they're getting divorced. He is so unsupportive and mean. And I get like she's like she's like a shopaholic who really doesn't care anything about gossip except gossip in the latest fashions. I get it, but there's nothing redeemable about him or likable about him. She remains in love with him the entire time. Mm-hmm. Doesn't want the divorce. He has another woman, and she's every time he reveals that he still wants to get divorced, she's sad. And then at the end, they get back together. And at some point, she asks him to open a jar of mayonnaise, and he is shirtless. Mm-hmm. And like we we've been talking about dad bods, but this is this is the there's king, nothing king of the dad bods. There's nothing sexy about him at all. Anyway, I feel like 
in the 80s, people were really, like, focused on fancy divorces. Divorces, um, uh, psychotherapy. Mm-hmm. I love that, that character, the movie. young girl character who's yeah. always, like, analyzing people. Yeah, so that was huge. It, so, so I see connections with this movie and Overboard in, mm-hmm. like, the analyst and also the amazing transforming wardrobe uh technology and the shoulders (laughs) and dad bods the shoulders so this is very much a movie of its time like you could see like what were the topical things you know yeah yeah yeah. and each of the girls sort of represents like a certain aspect of that like 80s parenting thing because the one girl like her parents just completely ignore her Mm -hmm. and so she's very bitchy and then like the you know all the different like parental groups are represented including one girl who's the child of a character who's just named Dictator and whose mother is supposed to be like an Imelda Marcos mm-hmm. character. And it's like all these references to a real life dictator from the 80s. And it's like cute uh. comedy. <laughs> yes, he had to op- oppress the rebels this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So they earn patches. Uh, but so, yeah, like, so you're right. So sort of the theme. Oh, by the way, so much inappropriate cigarette smoking. Oh, yeah. She's smoking a cigarette <laughs> at a Girl Scout troop meeting. Yeah. Constantly. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. Um, but like, the yeah, the theme is like underdogs winning. Um, but through that, they sort of have to write their own rules, right? So they make mm-hmm. up their own patches since, although some of them seem like they could have been real patches, right? The CPR thing, mm-hmm. fire safety, oh, yeah. those seem real. The dancing patch, that all seems fine. But they also have sushi appreciation, <laughs> um, how to crush a revolution uh-huh. badge, yeah. and like jewelry appraisal. So they make their own patches. Um, this movie is also the first time I ever heard that whole badges, we don't need no stinking patches. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, I always thought it was from this. <laughs> so everyone, like the Simpsons and and all these other... I still don't actually know what it's... It's from the Treasure of Sierra Madre. Okay. I saw like it last month. Oh, all right. Um, well, let's just all say it's yeah. from Troop Beverly Hills. Yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> And uh, so basically, Humphrey uh, Bogart and his buddies are are gold prospecting in mm-hmm. in Mexico, and then these um, these uh, bad guys, these looters, are coming up to them. And say, oh yeah, yeah, we're we're police officers. We need the blah 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 blah. And he's like, where, where's your badges? Like, badges? We don't need. And then they do a gunfight. Wow. Then that really stuck with everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because that was the fifties, and there was nothing else. It, it endured, <laughs> but I I'm, I really like their their scrappiness and they but all the, the other wilderness girls are so unsupportive. Like they go to show their wilderness craft, and they've made a backpack that can contain your entire wardrobe. Mm-hmm. When you lift the flap and, and pop the snap, your whole wardrobe comes out. I think that's pretty great. And the entire room full of people laughs in their faces for being from Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. and that's just allowed. And the, the whole premise is that they want to, the, the lady who's against them is just hates them for no reason. Right. Don't you think she could have had some kind of backstory about Yeah, yeah. why she hates these? Her character was so broad, and then her performance mm-hmm. was so broad, too. Mm-hmm. She, uh, this is uh, Betty Thomas, who mm-hmm. ended up being a director, so mm-hmm. she gave up acting. Well, yeah. where do you go when she breached the top? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it, it was super hammy the character in the whole presentation there just wasn't she just hates them because reason. it was super broad mm-hmm. yeah 
that was the, she was she's the broadest character in in the movie you know right like Shelley Long like she really nails it she has she rides this great line of both being stuck up but yet fun mm-hmm. which is hard because usually you hate that character that stuck up in character. overboard you hate that character yeah absolutely she's the same they're, but they're, likable they're literally like the inverse characters right you know like they both could have the same house, the mm-hmm. same possessions, the same w- wardrobe, but you know, with the Shelley Long character, she's bright and loves everyone. Mm-hmm. Like you know, every everyone top to bottom. Like oh, th- you're my weird friend. Oh my my maid. Oh like mm-hmm. the the hair salon person. Like she's having fun with everyone, even mm-hmm. though she still has these standards and she's doing ridiculous stuff. Yes, I love the moment. Where she takes her, she tries on the wilderness girl's uniform, and every all the other girls are just like, "Oh no!" <laughs> she takes it into her tailor, and, and they have this great exchange uh, where she's like, "So if we were calling up a clip, this would be a, a clip we would right. have to call up, obviously." Where she's like, "What can you do?" And he's like, "You mean besides burn it?" <laughs> and she's just, "Oh, s'il vous plaît!" Like she's always speaking French, but mm-hmm, it's like it's mm-hmm. cute. It's not horrible. Um, and yeah, I mean, she just genuinely wants everybody to do well. She wants everyone to become their best version of mm-hmm. themselves. And to have fun. But also, like, she's constantly smoking and drinking around <laughs> <Yeah>. these kids. <laughs> because that was fine in the 80s. And I really think that she is trying to, like, do what the goal of the Wilderness Girls is. So, like, they're talking about the cookie sales. Mm-hmm. Um, and all these, the very rich parents, all the parents are equally rich, except for one girl has like sort of a deadbeat actor dad who later they cast to be in yeah, yeah. what a parody was... of The Godfather. Right. They're like, oh, look at this. He's the mob father. And they uh-huh. turn around. He's just dressed. Yeah. Like the Godfather. Thank you for giving me this role. And he's got his cheeks all stuffed with yeah, he's cotton. Yeah. What was that? that? That's all. That's all Marlon Brando impression. Yeah, but what like what movie could they possibly have been like it would have to be like the scary movie version of The Godfather. Oh, the, what they they were shooting. Mhm. That yeah, possibly, but that director uh, dad didn't seem like he had any self-awareness or right. sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. Like it was clearly just another broad character from, mm-hmm. you know, that was kind of like filling the 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 part of what it it's like First of all, directors aren't really like that. <laughs> Tell us, Nathan, what are they like? <laughs> well, you know, well, so I mean, the first time we meet him, he's like, "Oh, we got to get Redford and blow up a helicopter," and they're like, yeah, it, "It's funny. No. It's funny. Like, um, you know that uh, there's this perception of there's this broad perception of what a director is like, and mm-hmm. it's and it's movie people making that yeah. broad character. But I mean, it's it's. It's okay. I'm I'm past it. He did not have a beret and jawed first though, so no. it was the, the or a megaphone. So he right, was just right. he felt well, that's that. early Hollywood. Yeah, but that was the little girl who was so into therapy. Was the director's kid? No, those were two different kids. There were there were too many kids. There were there were eight. <laughs> yeah, um, but I I liked the director dad, but I also loved the sort of Jackie Collins author oh mom. yeah yeah no she's got the, the best British line she's, there's the she has the best line in the movie where um so she, yeah so she's a writer and so she and her daughter are working on her story <laughs> in the car when we first meet him and then the best line is felt his manhood rising to a frenzy 
That's to the daughter's po- Yeah, exactly. And then she says, yeah, so the daughter suggests that. Mm-hmm. And she goes like, and then she corrects it. Felt his manhood rising to a pulsating frenzy. Ooh, that's good. I like it. But she's very supportive, too. Like, she's always in leopard. And she has these huge statement earrings. And her hair is so wide and aqua netted. I love her. But she's also very supportive of her daughter and of the wilderness girls and everything like when they're discussing the cookies all the parents are like well couldn't we just buy a lot of boxes Mm -hmm. and you know shelly long is pretty adamant that no the point is to engage the community and for these girls to problem solve and get out there and yeah yeah in in a different movie shelly long's character would be lying because she secretly wants to win but in this movie she legit wants the girls at least 75% wants them to succeed on their, you know, doing for themselves. Mm-hmm. And then 25% kind of wants to, to beat the bad guy, you know? But yeah, but, but, it, but it is that genuine, like, she just, she wants the girls to know yeah, that they yeah. can win. So she, that's more of her motivation is, is the girls. And I think, like, she sort of has this journey, which as an adult, I appreciated all the more, where she does start out as, like, being this kind, genuine, loving person. And Craig T. Nelson, in their very first fight, uh, says to her, like, regarding whether or not there's another woman, he's like, yeah, there's this really fun, funny woman, and it's you. And I was so excited when we were young to see, like, the person you'd become, and you just became someone who shops. And that's all. And that's why I don't love you anymore. They talk about all the things that she couldn't be, couldn't follow through on because she wasn't passionate enough about any of it. And I kind of get it. It's like, well, what is she supposed to do? Mm-hmm. You know, she's trying to be this perfect Beverly Hills wife. Well, that's what they do. She doesn't have any, he says she doesn't have any skills. But what is she supposed to do? And then finally, when she like realizes that she likes being the leader of these girls and and helping them find their strengths and appreciate who they are i guess you know deep down she sort of finds her calling and becomes Mm -hmm. a better person but i like i don't know i think that she always was sort of the same person well she was just kind of in her maybe she was always the same person but she wasn't really affecting the world around her Mm -hmm. you know she was just affecting her own world Right. You know, um, and she, I mean, she, you know, she and her daughter also kind of, their bond grew mm-hmm. as well beforehand. Yeah, they don't yeah. really tell us what the mother-daughter relationship is like beforehand, but they sort of show us like that kind of, you know, in the 80s, it still wasn't considered incredibly hip to be like very involved in your children's <laughs> lives, like not mm-hmm. like it is now. I, you know? I thought they nailed the, uh, the, uh, the dad and daughter time to where it's just yeah. like, I'm a divorced dad. Uh, let's have a pizza and then soda pop and then let's go to a movie. Just kind of like smothering them with these mm-hmm. these big things. And then Nintendo, than... they're playing Nintendo. Yeah, exactly. Which was fairly new still in mm-hmm. 1989. Which we'll learn All when we about. see The Wizard. Which we have already seen. Which we have already seen, but we have not recorded yet. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah, yeah. And and. And it's also the cliche of the divorced dad who's going to immediately find, you know, he's divorcing his original wife because she's not enough of a real person for him. Yet he's then going to remarry a duplicate of her Mm -hmm. who's a bitch. 
and they like that really stood out to me too watching back this time was that mm-hmm. cliche yeah that like the new it, woman is has to hate that the these women have to hate each other yeah just yeah, for no it's reason it's interesting they don't even like know the, each the, other. the things that he didn't like about her he found it even more kind of vapid mm-hmm. woman mean. to replace her has nothing, and it's like, yeah. I, but it, that was the eighties. Was that that's what you were expected? Was that yeah? He, you 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 had to hate whoever your ex partner yeah. found. Really, more of a, a fling girlfriend. You yeah, know? but he's gonna marry her at some point. That's part of the B plot. Uh, yeah, but at some point that changed because that isn't the way that the world is now, right? Because. People divorce or they remake their families. Yeah, we're, about we're way happier now. <laughs> no, but I mean it. Like, there's, I think there's less the, of the a... The popular con. yeah. You know, I'm going to hate whoever my ex-partner chooses to, and, and more like, no, I'm going to be friends with that person. We're going to be co-parents well, together. Well, it, it's kind of like, what is the new social norm? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the new social norm is to be cool with that, even if you do secretly hate them. <laughs> I guess so. But this is just like open, uh-huh. open hatred of the yeah. of the other person. It's not cool to openly hate them. No anymore. You've no, just right. secret. So are you saying that you think deep down people secret? See, because I think no, no. So is it deep down you want to hate you hate first? First of all, as soon as they exist, you want to hate them, mm-hmm. and then you hope to still hate them, but then you probably find out that they're cool. Yeah, but I just think, like, I don't know, maybe it's because divorce and remarriage is just so ubiquitous now, but, like, there's sort of the feeling of, like, yeah, no, we're all just going to be co-parents together, and mm-hmm. the more adults who love my child, the well, better Well, yeah, yeah, no, that's what them. it becomes, and that's the social norm. Now. But, yeah. But not in the 80s. Not, well, th- again, when we say social norm, that means that is what is expected, that is what we see reflected in pop culture, and, like, TVs and movies, mm-hmm. you know, it's mainly like what is the kind of uh, image that you see portrayed in the, this pop culture, mm-hmm. you know? There definitely is some bad 80s. I mean, in addition to the inappropriate smoking, they have the kids selling cigarettes in addition to cookies <laughs> at one point. Um, there's like some cultural appropriation. There's, you know, the like you said, the cartoonishly broad characters, including the like bimbo girlfriend and the you know the director character and the writer lady there's also like just one part that really made me cringe where they're selling the cookies outside of a gym to fat women who are oh yeah like you didn't need that and you know their solution to sell the cookies is to just like use all of their resources to have robin leach host a fashion show oh yeah so one of the most (laughs) 80s things ever is dr joyce brothers Mm -hmm. and robin leach from Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous in the same scene. And Pia Zadora, too, who was, like, somebody who did stuff in the 80s. I don't know. Like, at the end, he's finally proud of her. Like, Craig T. Nelson mm-hmm. is finally proud of her. Well, so, I, so I, I mean, I really had a fun time watching this, but it's structurally, it's kind of like, you know, it, it's, it's kind of jumbly. Like, it's like, there's like a scene where they're all having a party, everyone's getting along, all the parents are congratulating her on turning their kids around. Mm-hmm. Craig T. Nelson now kind of likes her. And, and this is the kind of scene that you'd see at the end of the movie. Right. And then there's like 38 minutes left because they haven't had the big sports showdown. Right. It's almost kind of like there's two movies vying for control. And in this this sports showdown of like our team versus your team, 
really gets kind of wedged in there at the end. You know, where they have to the versus all troop has to win the jamboree. Which yeah, because is a hike. because really it's the, a competitive hike. This competitive <laughs> hike has has nothing to do with all the stuff that Shelley Long has been doing. You know, with these other kids' lives and their you know and and all the stuff with like their parents. Like, and like things maybe like they that. should have had to use the skill like their individual skills. Like I don't know. It just seemed like like this big competition didn't have too much to do with all the other stuff that they were developing and working mm-hmm. on throughout the movie. You know, it was kind of like, um, yeah, it was just kind of like a big showdown and it was more about their team versus the bad guys. Cause the, and the bad guys being willing to cheat in right. order to win. Because the, the most important thing for them is to win. And to, to get the trophy, even if they, they just like the two little girls take the trophy and <laughs> run away. Uh-huh. Um, and they leave their leader behind she breaks her ankle and they just leave her and are a victim of what she taught her own students yeah and her own daughter mm-hmm. told her not to call her mom and then yelled at her i was in labor with you for 17 hours which is actually really short time <laughs> to be in labor that's not a long well i wouldn't be surprised if that character just made a just a mountain uh, like a molehill. squeezed pop out comes baby yeah, she's the meanest lady. And then anyway, Troop Beverly Hills decides that they are going to do the right thing and carry her across the finish line. Mm-hmm. But you're right. That doesn't really tie into what they're doing. And then... So they, the, have to, that, so they have to resolve all that stuff beforehand. That's why there's almost like this weird resolution, like 38 minutes mm-hmm, before, mm-hmm. not that I counted, 38 minutes before <laughs> the end of the movie because they can't do all that stuff at this jamboree, which is out in the middle of nowhere. But the scene that you're talking about at the party where they sit down together and she thinks that he's going to say that he wants to get back together with her. That's what we all think, right? Because he's like, I'm, I'm very proud of you. I just want you to know, like, I really, I see how you've changed and now I value you a bit more so well done but what he ends up saying is that like he's just he's decided that he wants to have joint custody of his Uh, own daughter right and i'm like so previous to this he wanted no custody (laughs) (laughs) well i feel like that was a save like like he um was going to say how he was going to feel about her Mm -hmm. and kind of backtracked and didn't have the courage to say it and then said uh we should have joint custody yeah of our kids well, and then all he has to do at the end Kid. to win her Singular. is show up <laughs> at the freaking Jamboree. That's how you dad in the 80s, man. <laughs> it is. It is. And it's so sad. But you know what? I, but I didn't hate it because what I thought was the big difference between her at the beginning and her at the end is that she suddenly sees her own value yeah. that she can bring into the world. And so it's okay with me that everyone's like, oh, now you have value because mm-hmm. she is like seeing it in herself now. Yeah. Not that it isn't still a little bit problematic, but I think it's fun. And I and I think that um, Shelley Long is a really underrated comedic actress. Mm-hmm. She's oh, really yeah. funny. And her line deliveries are so subtle. And, like, I don't, I don't know if I would say the writing is really good, but, like, when they find the evil troop master down there, it, her whole speech to the girls is like, we could leave her behind, left to her own devices to be toyed with by lonely mountain men. <laughs> Uh-huh. That is such a good line, and it's delivered so yeah. well. No, I, I think the um, this is one of those movies that I, I feel like the 
the writer mm-hmm. is very present in this one in terms yeah. of of and then also Shelley Long's performance. Mm-hmm. And if and physically too, like she she does a lot of physical comedy as well. She's oh, yeah. crawling no, in absolutely. the muck and carrying and she, the fondue. Don't dur- worry, girls, I'll save the fondue. Yeah, yeah. No, it <laughs> expertly and and, and then also like during the dance scene, she's just like hitting Do the Freddy. Yeah, she's. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she, when she walks into the pool, like I, I think her performance in this is is really really good. Um, also, Tori Spelling's in this. It's her first film. Yeah, not really doing anything. Nope, and also brunette, so that's yeah. why. And then um, uh, Carla <laughs> Gugino. Gu- uh, <laughs> I could I can't say her name either. Carla Gugino. Who's she's in everything? In yeah. Yeah, she's she's in it, and she's easily the worst dancer. Like. There's shots where they put her in the back and then they hide her from an angle. Like, <laughs> So I read on IMDb that that was because she was much older than the other girls and so she was much taller than the other girls. So they were like, sort of like, could you crouch down? You don't seem 12. Could you just scooch down a little bit? Also, she was just a terrible dancer. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that I thought was really funny was that in the climax where they the uh, evil red feathers have cut the the rope bridge so that the true beverly hills can't get across they walk across a a log and it's very scary and dangerous and it's they have to overcome their fears it's a gigantic fucking log i think it's wider (laughs) than the bridge anyway that always bothered me as a kid Mm -hmm. i'm like what you could you could walk two abreast across that (laughs) log you could cartwheel across the log um all right so this was your first time seeing this movie do you well before we do that like could you see this movie as getting a a modern update and how do you think it would be changed oh so remake well remake reboot update i don't know i don't think it works yeah i don't need it's it's weird because this movie has a lot to do with the 80s perception of wealth and rich people Mm -hmm. in beverly hills you know and it's not that we think of it differently it's just not in the pop culture anymore like it was then Mm -hmm. you know um, this, the, this these is, stereotypes this, and cliches would have to be of, so much different. Yeah, it's almost kind of connected to the yuppies, you know? Exactly. Like, you'd almost have to do a hipster version. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. You know? Um, and then I realized, so they sort of... Did you see that movie? There's a movie called Boss. Uh, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, I did. I saw, actually, um, it's uh, I saw an advanced preview of it, like, nine months before it came out. Um, I did not like that movie. <laughs> I recommend several changes. There are, but, but there um, are sort of shades of this in that. Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah. So maybe that's what we'd get. Yeah. I, if I remade this movie, honestly, and and I'm not into reality shows, but I'd make it a reality show. Like I would turn it. I would take some Beverly Hills, <laughs> like the the like the wives of Atlanta, Beverly Hills, or whatever mm-hmm. you know, and then make them run. A, a, a girl competitive scout, hike a, a girl scout troop um yeah okay but i, I mean like the easy the easy answer would be to like get on a ferris or mm-hmm. reese witherspoons for, to do a remake but i feel like it just doesn't work there's not as much it's very of its era yeah like of its era that trendy beverly hills um, uh, woman or man or just like that concept of rich Beverly Hills people was so maybe maybe we see it from like a dad's point of view like the dad is struggling to keep up I don't know I, I, I just I 
Maybe we just leave it in 1989 where it belongs. Um, Okay, so the taglines, there are two taglines for this movie. I love taglines. I just like to know what they are. Uh, They were, she's hilarious. She's captivating. She's wonderful. She's a Beverly Hills babe in the woods. And the woods are wild with laughter. That's terrible. Yeah. (laughs) And it's really long. Uh, The second one is better. It's when the going gets tough, the tough go shopping, which I feel like is just a t-shirt that people wore in Mm -hmm. the 80s. There's a lot of cameos that don't make a lot of sense to people who don't know who those people are, like Robin Leach and Dr. Joyce Brothers and... Mm-hmm. and uh, um, very, very 80s. Very, very, very 80s. Um, but, 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 and then uh, this was one of three films of 1989 to have that animated title sequence, including Christmas Vacation and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I love an animated <laughs> 80s. So, uh, it, um, 1989 box office... This came in number 91. Ooh. It did not do, do well. well. What, what was number, what was number, what were the top three? Uh, well, chances are it was number 63. So that was 30 up. Wow. Through Beverly Hills. Wow. <laughs> and the yeah. top three from 1989 are Batman, Indiana Jones, and the Last Crusade, and Look Who's Talking. Okay. That's, that makes sense. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Back to the Future 2, Ghostbusters 2. Wow. Yeah. Jeez, please. Uh huh. And Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure was number thirty-two. So. Yeah, I feel like this was the age that I be- uh, that I was a discerning film goer. Like, <laughs> l- like when you hit thirteen, you know. Like th- th- there's sometimes um, when you're young, you like all movies. Mm-hmm. You don't realize yeah. some are bad. Yeah. And then it, as you start getting into adolescence, like twelve, thirteen, mm-hmm. then you realize some movies suck, and it's okay to not like them. It's not your fault. I'm talking to you, Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> well, Ghostbusters 2 did very well on Box Office Mojo. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. Um, but I really liked this movie. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't. I don't know if I would say that it holds up in terms of like still being relevant and germane to our yeah. conversation. But I think it holds up in terms of being enjoyable and entertaining. My kids watched it with me um, when we watched it together. And then they have both wanted to watch it again since. <laughs> because it's, something it's about full, it is It's fun. full of these great moments. Mm-hmm. I, I found like the watching of it kind of rocky. Just again, mm-hmm. like some of the, uh, the structural stuff that I was talking about. To mm-hmm. where it's like, it felt like there was some things that you would see in one kind of movie where is every you know it's like turning the town around to to what you're doing and oh now there's this new problem that you've got to have like i almost felt like the movie could have been over like at an hour and then yeah. it was almost like a second movie took over and then started over like yeah. it was like almost i kind of felt like this movie was two hour long tv episodes of this show that are connected i would watch a series yeah. that was Troop at Beverly Hills. Okay, that was just their ongoing. Every so watch week. the first half of the movie. That's episode one. No, no, no. I'm just, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would watch that. Even so, if we were talking about something that you could mm-hmm. make today, I have make this. Make it set in the yeah. '80s. It's these '80s girls with their. I love. By the way, all of the like late '80s, early '90s tween hair. I'm into it. I love it. I'm all about a side pony. Uh, I wish we, like, let's bring that back. Mm-hmm. But I would totally watch a now show that's about a group of <laughs> Beverly Hills wilderness girls 
in the 80s and the adventures that they have and their struggles with the red feathers. I would also watch an animated series <laughs> of this. Uh-huh. And I feel like that would be that would be something people wanted to watch. Yeah. It's interesting. I think the writer was a TV writer. Probably. So, yeah. Yeah. And so I, it's 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 like if I had an adventure, I guess, mm-hmm. is and then this could just be I mean, you never know. Honestly, like you we talk about like, oh, I wish the writer had done this. You never know who's in charge of the story like it's like we were saying on last starfighter yeah, like, like the like the director can change stuff but even the director is not the boss like the studio is the boss mm-hmm. if the director said like oh i really don't i want to have like a big competition at the end then that's what happens but then if the studio says oh we want to change all these characters then that's what happens yeah and so to blame the writer um it's tough to say but it, it like the tv thing like I think the writer of this movie did, like, Remington Steel, and, and then there was some other, like, what was it, Designing Women? I, I love Designing Women. But, so, it's like... <laughs> so, I would believe The moments that, feel snappy, but I wouldn't be surprised if she just wasn't, like, mm-hmm. movie structure wasn't her forte. Like, it was yeah, yeah. more, like, mo- episodic, so moment-to-moment like, stuff. She got stuck, and then was like, well, shit, what do I do? Or, uh, it's or, 1989, we're going to have a sports contest at the end. Or what, uh, you know, my guess is that... You know, it, that's it, it has to do with the director somehow, like them mm-hmm. getting revenge, revenge of the nerds director. Like this is his forte. Like maybe it was in the original script, or maybe he wanted to add this in. I mm-hmm. don't know, but it definitely feels like the structure of the movie um, feels uh, not quite movieish. Yeah, more TVish. I I hear you one hundred percent. I completely agree with that. But did you like it? How many um, pots of fondue? Out of ten, pots of fondue. How many throbbing manhoods? How many? <laughs> do, do I have going frenzy? <laughs> a pulsating frenzy. Um, how many statement earrings? Would, how I'm, many? How many large-shouldered gowns? Six. I'd six. Say. Yeah. Mm. So, the moments you don't love the, movies that are for girls, as you I, see I, it. I I would like to say that I think um, Mannequin was a good time. I enjoyed that probably more mm-hmm. than this and again not for the moment to moment but not for the enough ov- hang gliding the, not enough hang gliding for sure that was a, that was a 0.5 <laughs> add-on for mannequin um no just for the overall watching experience like the moment to moments were really fun but mm-hmm. for the overall experience i found it just a little tough to get through okay i give it an eight because I think that it's super fun, definitely rewatchable, and like even I think most people, if they were seeing it for the first time, would be like, "This is really fun. This should be. We should have a screening of this someplace, mm-hmm. right?" And we're disagreeing again, we're losing it, getting farther and farther away. We'll never be friends again. Mm. So on the next episode, <laughs> um, okay, so. Um, but, but, but what is your deep cut recommendation? Why don't you go first? Okay. So my deep cut recommendation is a movie called Hello Again, which uh, also stars Shelley Long. Mm. And it's also from the 80s. And what happens in it is that she dies and comes back. Like not quite as a ghost and not really a zombie, mm. but she comes back from the dead. And uh, and everybody's like, wait, what? And she, of course, like, uncovers a mystery. 
and it's really really great like I'll, I'll post the trailer and stuff but hello again starring shelly long is my deep cut recommendation okay, cool back from the dead <laughs> i wanted that to be our next movie but uh instead we are watching the wheels. <laughs> um so what would your deep cut recommendation be Shoot. give me <sighs> maybe it's just revenge of the nerds <laughs> I haven't seen Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> I haven't either. So my deep cut recommendation is like, okay, so first first I thought Meatballs because it kind of started this our camp versus your camp competition thing. And now I can't remember if I've recommended it before, if I recommended it on airplane. Um, and honestly, I can't recommend it twice. I mean, I liked the movie <laughs> It's my first movie memory. Did I? I told you that. That meatballs is your first movie memory. Yeah. So I was at the drive-in. At the drive-in, I was three years old. Okay. Like you 19, definitely told 1979. me that. Nineteen seventy-nine. <laughs> um, and then, but the first, yeah. So that's like the first thing I remember is 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 at the drive-ins mm-hmm. in our station wagon yeah. seeing meatballs. Um, but what? So what I'll I will recommend. Is the treasure of the Sierra Madre? Yeah, which is where the badges we don't need no stinking badges comes from. Um, John Huston movie with Humphrey Bogart. They did a number of of movies like Key Largo. Um, but uh, yeah, just bone up on your your movie history. Learn where these references come from. But it, it's it's legitimately a solid movie. It's it's really about greed and desperation. Um, you know, Humphrey Bogart plays, you know, a gold prospector. Actually, he's just kind of a, a down and out bum in Mexico, an American in Mexico, mm-hmm. just going from one thing to another. He's basically homeless with his friend. Um, and then they end up, um, teaming up with, uh, Walter Houston, who won an Oscar for this role. Um, and they start, um, uh, prospecting for gold. And then greed just starts twisting them on each other. Until you know, bad things happen. But uh, I'm yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's my recommendation. It's, I like that, and it is stuff. a very deep cut. Yeah, it is. <laughs> if you liked that one, if you like that reference, badges where we don't need a oh. sting of badges, and you're wondering where it's coming from. Also, we should mention that that I I I meant to say this too, but I love the relationship that they have with their housekeeper. Mm-hmm. Who's who, her, is her name Rosa in this? Because she is also the the housekeeper from Will and Grace. She's Karen's oh, housekeeper she? from Will and Grace. And isn't her name Rosa in that too? That there's a really cute moment where where Rosa starts crying and she's like, "I don't want you guys to split up." And Craig D. Nelson is like, "I told you not to mention the divorce in front of Rosa." And they're talking about it in front of their. Mm-hmm child like it's nobody's business um you can find me at ntvphoenix.com or at the real nct um uh of course you can find everything about most excellent podcast on mostexcellentpod.com or on the facebooks or the instagrams and the general interwebs you can find nathan at squishystudios.com or voyagetrekkers.com and you know leave us a review we'll read it if we want us to, and even if you don't want us to, because we do what we want. Um, thank you so much for listening. Remember, when you're out there in the world, keep the most excellent 80s movies podcast motto in mind. Be excellent to each other. And may your manhood rise to a frenzy. A pulsating frenzy. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs>